This is the iTest Podcast. Cobes, play the music. This is the iTest. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real, we never lying from the grid. I am to diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Bets. It's the iTest. Alrighty, welcome back to Season 1, Episode 7. I am your host, Brian Donovan. I have a very special guest host on today. Zig, say what up. How's it going, everyone? Say a little something to the camera. You're supposed to say a little something to the camera. It's like in Tommywood. How's it going, everyone? I'm very, very excited to be here. Long-time listener. First-time recorder. Very long, excited. Long-time listener. As always, please follow... Subscribe, rate, review at Dono Podcast on Twitter. Brian at iTest Podcast on email. So, season one, episode seven. Why do I have a guest on today? Well, that's because this is the Masters preview. And to be honest, I'm a big golf guy. I love golf. Terrible at it, but I love golf. And uh, I don't know enough to do my own Masters preview. So I brought on just a mountain of knowledge, just a bottomless pit of master's knowledge in the form of Ziggy Schuetz. And, you know, we, we, uh, so he's, he's a longtime friend of mine, very close friend of mine. And basically we went to dinner the other night and we were going to prep for this master's preview and it was going well. And I was like, hold on a second. You know, Augusta like crazy well, like really, really, really well. So I asked him to do a verbal flyover of Augusta, and he basically narrated the course while I watched it on my phone without him watching. So he's he's good. He's really good. So he's also a like four handicap. He's played a ton of golf in his life. He's a hell of a player. He's got a beautiful swing. We're drinking martinis tonight. We're gonna have some fun with this. Thank you very much for having me. I I appreciate that introduction and. This is one of my fields of expertise. Augusta National is any golfer who's ever been there for the Masters. It is a sacred place. You walk on there, it feels different. So happy to talk about this. Very, very excited. When it comes to ambulance billing and golf, this man knows what he's doing. Those are definitely two of my (laughs) top fields of expertise. And martinis as well. And martinis, yeah. yeah. And scotch, but... For for now, we're going to stick with the the masters. So what we're what we're drinking tonight, we're drinking the Hodge Goose. Mm. The Hodge Goose is a uh, the biggest bottle of Grey Goose you've ever seen in your entire life. Basically, you know, I had, I had mentioned in like my introductory episode that I hit a couple major parlays. Well, my boy Zig and my boy Hodge had nailed those parlays as well and put down way more money than I did. So they thanked me with a gigantic bottle of Goose, Grey Goose, and uh, it kind of served as a mush. We kind of stopped. We, we went a little colder for the Hodge Goose, so we're, we're aimed at killing it tonight. Um, and it uh, should be gone by the end of the night. Uh, yeah, it'll be gone. By it'll the end be gone. It, was, it wasn't the best luck charm, but we'll get through it. And uh, by, the time, by the time we're done tonight, it'll be, it'll be gone and we'll start winning some bets again. Yeah. We, uh, have you won some bets recently? I haven't won a bet recently I, at all. Yeah, I did win a bet recently. I won a a random college basketball parlay 
Haj and I threw one in randomly at his apartment. Didn't even really know that I won until I checked it. I was at a bar. A couple hundred bucks. It's better to do it that way. When you yeah. actually think you know what you're talking about, you're not going to get it right. Dude, I have been so cool. Well, also because I don't bet on college sports. I'm just garbage at it. I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. So whenever, uh, you know, like the master oh, players, like I took a bath on the players. I was mm-hmm. garbage. Um, but we're we're going to get back into form. We're, we're coming back here with the Masters. So what we did was we put together seven like like points that we want to go over. It's like an agenda of what we're going to be looking at. And uh, I think it should give you a pretty good layout of what we're working with for the Masters. I recently realized that in the state of New York, you guys don't have these props that I have access to, which really sucks for you guys and is awesome for me as a Chicago resident. Illinois just has a uh, just like endless supply of of props that you can bet on. But we're going to be talking through as if you're all Chicago residents because it's just way more fun to bet on sports in Chicago. And uh, I was talking to Zig the other night about my my baseball bets, and uh, he can, he can basically bet on like lines, and that's it. Yeah, I've spent the last two days here in Chicago just perusing the award bets and. Uh, we're missing it in New York. It's terrible. Yeah, it really is. It's not. It's not. It's not as fun. But that's why we're here for a month. We're gonna. Put some in. <laughs> yeah. We'll get prepped for the season. I'm here before opening day, so we'll get those in. There's a lot that I think we agree on. Maybe a few that we are not. Yeah, we on. we might end this with a very heated baseball debate. And by the way, I'm not talking to Grom. I'll talk Dom Smith. I'm not talking to ground. It's it's just it's it's a uh holy shit. It's horrible. My God. And and you know, if you're you're probably a Mets fan listening to this, not coming back before July. No chance. At at the absolute earliest. Earliest. Just, if he gets back before the trade deadline, you should you should be thanking God. It's, yeah. It's it's basically and they need to be like in in the playoff race. Like by the deadline, because they could be like done, like they could be like buried by the time he comes back. It's very, very possible that there's a world where that could happen. And like, if that happens, they shut him down. If they're buried, like they're not, they're going to bring him back. Definitely. I mean, that's what happened last year. He's opting out at the end of this year. Oh my God. It's a nightmare situation. We don't need to. We're not talking. We're not talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about the masters today. So the agenda. For the Masters podcast, we are we are starting with who are we looking for? Of course, we want to start talking bets. We're looking for the mold of the person that we're looking for. Number two, what can we learn from recent Masters? Th- that's why the Masters is awesome. It's not like you're playing like whistling straights and then you're playing pebble. Like it's, it's the same course over and over. So we can learn a thing or two about recent recent Masters. Not even winners, just like you know. Make the cut, top tens, top twenties. Mm-hmm. Who's currently in good form? Some fun facts. This man's got some good fun facts for us, which is very exciting. We're gonna do a whole thing on Scotty Scheffler, who is, for some reason, uh, number one in the world right now. Um, we're gonna talk about respect for Augusta. You gotta be very honorable to win at Augusta. And then, lastly, uh, are you handsome enough to win Augusta? Because that's it's very important as well. There's two things you gotta be handsome for. Number one. Number one is being a head coach in the NFL. Being a head coach in the NFL. 
have to be handsome. Mm-hmm. You have to. The bare minimum, to Robert Sala, like the ugliest you could be to be a head coach in the NFL right now? I, w- I would agree. I would agree. My problem with Sala is he's too defensive-minded. You got to be that handsome minimum and offensive. And offensive-minded, yeah. You got to be like the the Lafleur, the uh, Shanahan offensive hot guy. and yeah. Kingsbury. Oh, Kingsbury. Oh, my yeah. God. Except he, he's going to get fired this year, but yeah. He's really uh, handsome, though. He's handsome as shit, though. He's really fucking handsome. Uh, McVay, yes. Yes, we got a a couple of studs. Um, And you've got to be that to win the Masters. So we're we're starting with that. We'll finish with with the handsome list. But number one, we're talking about who are we looking for. So it's getting getting a sense of the course. We're talking the Masters. It's Augusta. It's the most prestigious course in the world. Who are we looking for? What is like the, the type of guy that you want to look for and a potential winner for for this week coming up here. So historically, Augusta has been a place where everyone's talked about it's bomber's paradise. You hit the ball long, you succeed at Augusta. And that's true, but I think the reason why is because you need to be good with the short irons. The closer you are to the pin, or the closer you are off the tee, the better chance you have of getting close onto those small shelves because those greens are ridiculous. Yeah. They are so fast. They are s- so many undulations. You need to get close to them. So it's not really about how far you hit it. It's about how close you can get to it with your approach shot. So for me, it's a- all about the ball strikers. Yeah. When you look at the guys who've won in the past, Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth plays well all the time, obviously Tiger, those are guys who hit the ball well with the irons and the wedges. That's what you need to do to win at Augusta. And, okay, so they're hitting the ball well with the irons and the wedges. Let's say, you know, a par four, like, because Augusta's shorter than, like, a lot of, like, majors courses will be, right? It's, like, shorter than, um, it's like, uh, Chambers Bay is super long, and there's just, like, a lot of, like, really long courses. Uh so if you're hitting the ball long on a par four or a par five, because obviously you can get, you can reach the green on a par five. Is it the second hole? Is it that is like the shortish par five? That's yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. A bunch of these par fives are reached. What is like, what are you looking at on average as like the shortest or like on average your approach shot to the green? Like what, what are you looking at there? If you strike the ball perfectly off the tee? Most of these guys have a wedge into the green at at all their par fours, uh, and that feels like kind of silly to me. Like that, that's like, shouldn't Augusta be? They got to make it longer. Uh, so, for the people who have, who are only watching on TV and who have never been there in person, you like me, by the way, yes, yeah. absolutely never been there in person. You don't quite get the feel for what those greens look like, okay. what the course looks like. It's it looks relatively flat. It's not. It's, so, would you say the course is like really tough greens? Is yeah. that it's the if you were to like greens. qualify, if you were to like say the course is one thing that makes it Augusta, is it the really tough greens? Yeah, the greens are the defense for the course. There's no rough. There's barely any trees. It's it's all about. You need to be on the right shelf on the greens. If you're not, you can, you could five putt every green. I'm pretty sure Ricky Fowler a couple of years ago said, if you put like a, 
a f- maybe a five handicap in the middle of the green in regulation, he wouldn't break 90. Oh my like, God. That's how tough it is. So I don't want to quote that, but it's, it's something like that. Yeah. They're really tough. Last week in Jacksonville, I played like garbage, like really, really poorly. And I had, I think two birdie putts, like hit greens in regulation on King and Bear. And one of them I sent over the green. So it was just like, you know, really, really poor. And I can imagine, uh, Augustus probably got a little bit, uh, <laughs> t- tougher, tougher greens in store than you do than not King and want Bear to does. be over the green on any hole on Augusta. Like, and is there like holes that stick out that's like, can't be long here, can't be short there? Like, is, is there something there that like you, you could pick out on every hole that's just like you're, you're toast if you go over a short anywhere? Definitely. Definitely. There are some, I feel like there are a lot of false fronts at Augusta. Mm-hmm. The one that sticks out to me is three, which seems like a re- relatively benign par four. It's maybe 350 yards short. The long hitters can get there. Yeah. They hit, some people hit iron. Do they go for it? They, they go for the green? Depends on who you are. I mean, Dustin usually pulls out the driver, but when I was there, Rory pulled out an iron. And then he had a wedge, like a little gap wedge, and he spun it off the front, and then he made bogey. <laughs> let's say, okay, you're you're in a group mm-hmm. with DJ, and let's say you're, you're 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 not going for the green. You're hitting a four iron, whatever it is, and you're you know giving yourself ninety yards in. Is that like kind of demoralizing to be like watching DJ go for the green and you're whipping out an an iron to just play it safe? Yeah. Does that play mentally? I have to imagine it does. Like I personally, as a golfer who does, I I don't play with many people who hit the ball. Right. Because you're the one who's going for the green. You're the one. Yeah. Like I watched Rory and Patrick Reed play together on Sunday at Augusta and Patrick Reed ran for the green and Rory didn't. Yeah. That's got to be, I mean, Rory can get there with a three wood probably. Yeah. And he hit six iron. Like, I, I don't think, I don't really think that you can do that and feel fully confident in yourself. Right. If you're feeling good, especially a guy who drives the ball and hits it as well as Rory. Yeah. Or DJ or any of these long hitters. If you're feeling good, you're pulling the big stick for sure. Right. So we're we're looking for precision, but not only precision, precision with a a, a, a big hitter in your hand. It's, it's like, obviously you got to... Hit fairways, because if you don't hit fairways, you're in trouble. And if you don't have the shot for a green, which should be doable. Like, if you play the course correctly, you will have shots at the greens to get there in regulation. And if you don't have the consistency to get there in regulation, then you're 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 screwed, basically. That's- yeah, you don't want to be off the green with chips. Okay. Basically so we're, we're looking for a guy who's a sharpshooter, who, who can... Who can like call a shot, throw a dart, and and basically just get there? Yeah, and even a step further than that, you need a guy who can. It's not even just get on the green. You need the guy whose distances are right. Yeah, is that's what you need. Okay, okay. So we're we're painting the picture for what we want. Um, what can we learn from recent masters? Talk to me about recent masters. So recent masters, we see a lot that the same people play well here, and I'm not sure if it's comfortability with 
the pressure or the golf course, they just, they don't seem phased by it. And right now a guy, I mean, Jordan Spieth, his game's not in shape. You never really know what he's going to show up with. He just always seems to play Augusta pretty well. Until he gets to the 15th hole. Yeah. <laughs> 12, but yes. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. You you need you need someone who's not as much of a mental head case as Jordan Spieth. Like he, in 2015, that was an incredible performance. And I I don't know what happened in 2016, but he's never been the same. Yeah. He just hasn't. Yeah. Um, and I, I love watching Jordan play golf. I, I love hearing him talk with his caddy, Mike Greller. It's just not the same anymore. So, all right. So, basically, you get a guy like Spieth who can be a bit of a head case, and all of a sudden, like it's the Masters. Like it's it's not it's not even it's not even the U.S. Open. It's certainly not the PGA. It's not the Open Championship. Like it is a different beast of a course. It's a different beast of a tournament. Um, you look at a guy like. Brooks Kepka, who his whole personality is being unfazed. Like, is that something like, is that, that like, I don't care attitude something that you look for? Like, is that like something that you're considering? Is he has, what's, what's the best he's placed in a master's? Like, I don't, I don't think he's, I don't, I don't remember him in a master's. I don't think of Brooks Kepka in a master's. I think of him as a PGA and US Open guy, but he's a guy that like notoriously doesn't care and, and wouldn't be phased by Augusta and all of its glory, all of its prestige. So there's a level to this. Uh, you can be in the moment and not let it get too big for you. But there's also the other end of the spectrum where it's just, you don't care. And it seems like Brooks is at that level. You think he doesn't care? Like literally doesn't care. Straight up doesn't care. I think he puts on that facade. Yeah, I, I do think, too. I think he's such a show. <laughs> I think Augusta cares about that. I think Yeah. I think you need to show up there. Yeah. Trying to win, being at your best as ridiculous as it sounds. I would rather you be like overly obsessive about Augusta and like overly respectful and doing the bow to the 18th flag like Matsuyama's caddy did than like Kepka's I don't care attitude. It, the Masters and Augusta is just a different different animal. It's You can do whatever you want at Aaron Hills. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you want to disrespect Aaron Hills or Shinnecock. Yeah, win Shinnecock at plus one and yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, good but for you. If you show up to Augusta not caring, it's not going to work. If you're Bryson and you say that Augusta is a par 67, it's going to Chew you up and spit you out. Who, who are the most honorable people right now on tour? Like when you think of like, aside from Hideki, like who's like the most like, you know, just like buttoned up, polished, professional guys on tour right now? Yeah. I mean, the guys who respect the game of golf the most, it's it's the guys who respect the history of it. It's, I mean, Hideki, obviously, I think JT, Justin Thomas is up there. Yeah. It, I mean, it's... It's got to be Tiger. The guy yeah. loves the game. He loves history. He's, is there a question about like who could win the Masters that's not like resulting in Tiger? Like uh, obviously he's he's not going to win. He's such a long shot, but he just is the like epitome of Augusta. He is Augusta. 
Tiger Woods will never tee it up unless he thinks he has a chance to win. Okay. So you think Tiger can win it? If he plays, yeah. I, I, I believe in my heart of hearts he can, he can win it. If he thinks he can win it, I believe he can win it. I can't. Uh, so uh, that would just go so hard. <laughs> I honestly think his, his win at Torrey Pines in 2008 would be more impressive than the current one. He was on a torn ACL and a broken leg. That's We haven't ridiculous. heard from... Okay, I think the 2019 Masters was as impressive as anything in his entire life. Right? Wouldn't be as impressive as if you were to win this week. Dude, he was like... He was written off. He wasn't... He, he was... He, like... It was, it was like cool that he was participating. It wasn't like he was going to win it. He didn't win anything it was for 10 years. He got in the car accident in what? In 2008? 2009? Nine. Uh, 2009. 2009. Thanksgiving yeah. of 2009. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't win anything from 2009 to 2019. It was 10 years. Yeah. But so the 2022 Masters, he almost has leg amputated. Winning that would be way more ridiculous than winning in 2019. 2019 is ridiculous. 2019 is fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm I'm as big a Tiger fan as there is. Yeah, big Tiger I, guy. I have never doubted him. I have been, if this, I've always heard when he was, when people started asking him, when are you going to retire? His answer was, when I realized that my best is not good enough to contend, I'm not going to play anymore. Yeah. And he's very, he's very honest. He's very upfront. When he's playing, he thinks he can contend. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like, as, I I feel like he's brilliant. Is that wrong of me to assume that he's like legitimately brilliant in in his, in his actual life? No. Yeah. It's absolutely not wrong. He is. You don't get to that level of anything. Yeah. Right. Or what it is without being, brilliant without being brilliant is calculated calculated and just committed like the commitment that that guy has to being perfect is unbelievable unbelievable and whether you like him or not as a person you have to respect the and that's what you need at the masters like that's what you need to like win the masters you respect the game of golf you respect the golf course you go there with everything you have, I am going to do whatever I can to win this golf tournament. So my counter argument for that is, do we think Patrick Reed, who is a former winner, right? Is he like that? Like, is, is that, is that uh, an outlier? Is that contrarian against everything that you believe about Augusta? Or is that like, or is he like kind of someone that's, I don't know, maybe like, well, he went to college right there and he grew up playing basically that course. Um, I don't know. Is that like, he's, he's a jackass in real life. Like how much does it really matter to how like committed to golf do you have to be to win this tournament? And is that an outlier? And can someone out of, you know, that we wouldn't expect from a personality standpoint to win it? Is that possible? Short answer, yes. I think that's an outlier. I think that he has certain criteria that make him fit to be that outlier. Mm-hmm. 
grew up, went to Augusta State. Yeah. He is from the area. I think. Used to hustle as college professors at Augusta. Yeah. More than him winning that, I think Rory lost that. I was at that tournament. Rory had a four-footer for Eagle on two that he missed to tie Patrick Reed. When he was down by two, Patrick Reed bogeyed one, Rory parred one, and Reed parred two, and Rory had a four-footer for Eagle Uh that he missed. That was the shift in the tournament. That was the moment. That was the moment when Rory just, he didn't have it. Yeah. He didn't have it. And you can't fault him, but he just didn't have it. And I remember. What what day was that? Was that Sunday? Sunday? I remember this because I was standing. So a little fun story. I was standing right next to Jerry McElroy, Rory's dad. Okay. Watching as Rory missed that putt. How'd you know it was Jerry? I, I mean, I've, I've just known who he is forever. Just I know what he looks like. Any sort of Jerry, whether it's Garcia or McElroy. You'll Garcia just, or McElroy, yeah. I know Jerry's when I see them. <laughs> yeah, big he, Jerry guy. Absolutely, big Jerry guy. I saw him, he was smoking this like electronic cigar. Which oh, yeah. Honestly, I'd never seen. I didn't know that was a thing. It's not a thing. No, but on, <laughs> so on, on Saturday, I'd actually seen Rory's mom and his fiance. And I was somewhat certain and then I looked at the rock on her finger and I was like, okay, no, that yeah, for sure is yeah, yeah. Rory's fiance. Yeah. And since then they've gotten married and had a beautiful baby girl who I hear will be with him at the par three contest this year. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good for him. That's a part of the respecting yeah, Augusta. You, absolutely. You need to buy it. It's like the, the uh, thing. the Tony Finau sprained his, yeah. if he didn't sprain his ankle, aside, the hole in one with his kids running down the, down the hole, like that's something you want to see. That's like setting you up for for a good weekend. That's a part of the whole Masters experience. You go there, you play the par three contest. No one has ever won the par three contest and then won the Masters that year. Okay, so you're you skipping want- ahead to your fun facts, by I the am, way. Yes, <laughs> we're gonna throw those in randomly. <laughs> you want to play well, but not too well. Okay, so I mean, I think most people, if not. Everyone has seen the video a couple of years ago where Jack let his grandson, I think it's Gary Nicholas Jr., hit a tee shot on, what was that? It was maybe the 17th hole at the par three. Yeah. And he had a hole in one. And it was the coolest moment any of us have ever seen. Yeah. And it was Jack's won six green jackets. The 17 has water, right? Well, it was 17 at the par three. Okay. So, and that's different. Is there the yeah, par th- the, their own par three course? And Jack said, listen, I don't want to disrespect Augusta National. Having six green jackets is awesome. This is... Yes, six? Yeah. Six. Six. Tigers have five. It's a lot. It's a lot. He's got... Yeah, they're good. But anyway, Jack said... Dude, that's like Kobe status. That's like... Yeah. Yeah. Sheesh. That's just the Masters. It's MJ. Just the Masters. Just the Masters. Yeah. And Jack said, I don't want to disrespect it. I've had 16 green jackets. They're all great. This was the greatest day for me at Augusta. He said that your your children and your grandchildren, that's way more important than anything you ever do. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what that feels like. Giving his his grandson his club and watching him at a hole-in-one yeah. in front of thousands of people. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. amazing. And I feel like uh, 
we're like, we're so close to just seeing like a Charlie Woods, just like, he's going to hit the Albatross. He's going to do the Oost Hoosen. He's, he's, he's going to hit the Albatross. Is that the second hole? Second hole, yeah. yeah two. Second hole is sick. Um, yeah. And, and the 17th has that water on the par three, right? 16. 16. Yep. And that's the most hole in oneable hole, right? Absolutely. Especially with the Sunday pin. Like you. Sunday pin is down by the water? Down left, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You hit it on that ridge, middle of the green. Yeah, you catch it right and it's, it's going right at it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like Sunday. Sunday is so unforgiving for so many reasons. You know, it's just like it's, it's Sunday the Masters. It's going to be yeah. very, very difficult. The 16th hole is like they are kind of begging you to birdie it, right? That's like, yeah, yeah. They're begging you down the stretch to hit a shot. Yeah. Is what they're doing. Right. They, they want, you, you've gone 15 holes at this point. More, I mean, you've gone 18, 36. What's 36 plus 18? 54. Yeah. Yeah. You've gone 54 plus 15. What's that? 69. Very nice. <laughs> you, you've gone 69 holes. Like you, you've, you like, we're going to give you a chance here to, to get a birdie. And it's not long either. It's 155 total. It's, you're hitting a nine iron and you just need you, to- you yourself are hitting a five, uh, nine iron or like professionals are hitting a nine iron or both. Both probably. That's, that's who I'm podcasting with. He's, he's, this guy's a fucking golfer. This guy knows what he's doing. He's hitting what the pros are hitting. Okay. What, what Most can you say? Time, no, but yes. <laughs> nine irons into the greens. Yeah, sure. I'm hitting what the pros are hitting. Do you have a hole in one? In your life? I no, do not have a hole in one. No. Have you been close? Uh, yeah, I've been very close. Yeah. I'm like, pff. how many eagles? Oh, I don't know. A lot. The guy can't even count his eagles. It's a lot. It's it's a bunch. All right. So let's talk. Uh, did we just do who's in good form or is this, or we're doing who's in good form? No, let's do who's in good form. Yeah, let's do that. Who's in good form? So we're, we're, we're talking players. Yeah, you know, the players just happened recently, a couple weeks ago. For reasons unknown, I didn't bet Cam Smith, and I bet him to win every other goddamn major tournament. He finally comes through and wins it. So, aside from that, I want to know who else is in good form, who's playing well. Talk to me. So, there are a bunch of guys. I actually think most of the top 10 is not quite in good form. The top 10, real quick. Rom, in odds to win it all. Rom, Scheffler, Thomas, Camp Smith, DJ, Rory Spieth, Hovland, Kepka, Morikawa, Shoffley. I don't think many of those guys are playing all that well right now. I think JT had some good moments recently and then at uh, the match play just was all over the place. And by the way, this guy's a JT lover boy. So if he's saying he's not playing that well, then he's probably not playing that well. Yeah. I, I will fully admit I'm a big JT guy. I think he has all the traits to win at Augusta. He's respects the game of golf. He, he played a practice round at Augusta with Tiger and um, Freddie couples the other day and Charlie Woods. I think that's an incredible crew. Yeah. It's as good as you can get. There's no <laughs> more respect epic. for golf than that. <laughs> So imagine playing that. Jesus Christ. I think JT will definitely win a masters. I don't think it's this year. I just, I, I think he's, he's working on too many stuff. The swing is not quite there. How can you be working on stuff? Working on stuff at the masters. You're Justin Thomas, former number one in the, the world. 
It's a really, really good question. Yeah. And I don't have a great answer to it other than... It's like the question about how how Tiger ever had a coach. Tiger Woods had a coach. You can't see things that you're not looking at. So you can't really see what's going on with your swing. When he tries to fix his five iron, he messes up his eight iron. Is my understanding of what's going on. Do you? when, When you're playing, if you... You're you're a golfer. Like when you swing a five iron, do you mess up your eight iron? Like is that a thing that could happen? Yeah, I'm not good enough for it to be to for it to for me to be able to see that. Like if he's on his. So what does it mean when he's like he's messing up his eight iron? Like what what would that mean when he's messing up his eight iron? He's not hitting his approach shots within thirty feet or something like that. Okay. So he's leaving him out to the right. He's leaving him out to the left. I don't know what his problem is right now, but it's it's clearly something where he's not putting himself in the position to make birdies. Okay. I he can shoot 59 any day. Yeah. Uh, he's done it before his Where was that? Was that It was in uh Hawaii. It was the Sony Open. I don't know exactly what the course was, but it's he, a 59. Yeah. It's a 59. <laughs> He can, he made eight, uh, eagle on 18 to make 59. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like he just lollygagged into the last hole. Yeah. He like worked for it and he, he'd won that tournament too. I would hope pretty, so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The guy can do everything. Yeah. He, he hits the ball a long way. I mean, he's tiny. He's like 160 pounds. He's no, not, he's not. He's not big. 160. Yeah. He's not big. Pound for pound, he's one of the longest hitters on the tour. Um, maybe after Rory and then Cameron Young, who's actually from around where we're from. He's from Westchester. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Big Westchester guy? Yeah, hits the ball a ton. He's a, a, a sleepy hollow guy. But JT, yeah, he's got the driver game. He's got the wedge game. He can putt. He can do everything. But right now, it's not quite in the wheelhouse. At least... In my mind. Okay. So tell me, who, who who is in good form? Who is in good form? So one guy I look at is Patrick Cantlay. Okay. He does everything well, it seems like, week in, week out. Yeah. He's not the longest guy off the tee, but he hits it. But you don't need to be, Augusta. You don't. You, you need to be sharp. You, you need, need to be sharp. You need to put the ball in play. You need to be able to give yourself a chance at... Your approach. Yeah. Give yourself a chance at getting the ball near the ball. So tell me about, my dog's about to start barking up a storm, but tell me about tee to green. What does that mean? What it, like what are those analytics that you're looking at for, for uh, I don't know, just picking winners? Yeah, well, tee to green is essentially your ability to get the ball into a spot to putt yeah. is, is what it is. Yeah. You need to be able to hit the ball off the tee, it could be in the fairway. If it's long and not in the fairway, that's fine. You need to be able to get on the green regulation. And especially at Augusta National, you need to be able to not only get the ball to putt on the green regulation, you need to be on the right level. Yeah. Because it is it is not an automatic two-putt if you're on the green. Not even close. <laughs> Depends where you like. Depends what hole and what where you are. 
So basically, Ted Green is like war. Like in baseball, it's like your your war. It's like your ability above the next person to like make par. Basically, it's like how likely are you to make par compared to the next person? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, if you're playing on a regular golf course, these guys are going. If they're all even on tee to green, they're at worst parring every hole. Okay. At worst. Like they get on the green in two shots or not two, whatever regulation is. Yeah. It's not a problem for them to to putt. Who are like the tee to green guys? Like who are who are the guys we're looking for when it comes to tee to green? It's the ball strikers. You know, you got a guy it's the ball strikers who also have some distance. It's JT. Yeah. It's John Rahm. Morikawa. Yeah, Morikawa is mm-hmm. really good with the irons. He just, he doesn't quite hit it as long. You know, you got Xander Shoffley, who's mm-hmm. such a good golfer. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, who's playing really, really well this year. Matthew Fitzpatrick. He's, there's a lot of guys who hit the ball really well and really straight. Mm-hmm. Who, that gives them an advantage. And I feel like there's uh I'm, I'm looking at like the current DraftKings odds, mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of guys that like strike me like Sung J M. I feel like he's like a striker, like he's like a pure pure striker. Feel feeling the burns with Sam Burns. I feel like he's been like all over, all over striking. Um, Daniel Berger. I feel like I bet on him every single time. Like are those guys that. Yeah, are not are they're not top ten in the world by any means. They're like in the twenty to thirty range, but like, are they capable of winning a Masters if they're right? Given the fact that they have the credentials to make up the ball striking, the tee to green, the the ability to be green in regulation. Like, are those guys that are capable of winning the Masters? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, to start, I, Sam Burns. I think for sure this guy is a. Future major winner. Feeling the burns. Yeah. I think he is a very good player, and he has a lot of the qualities that you want to see in a major winner. I think he hits his irons well. He's not overly long off the tee, I don't think. He's just – he doesn't seem to fade under any pressure. He's yeah. played very well at – Played well at the players. He was the players. right there. Yeah. He played very well at the Genesis at Riviera – Last year and this year, okay. or maybe two years ago and this year, he just he's where's he from? Is this guy still? I don't know where Sam Burns is from. Actually, look it up. Sam Burns. I'm guessing North Carolina or Texas or California. He's from Shreveport, Shreveport, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, L.A. Yeah, Louisiana, Louisiana. Did he go to Texas? I think he was on Jordan's team in Texas. That would be sick. Louisiana State University, LSU. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. with Patrick Peterson and the Honey Badger and Parkevis Mingo. Oh, he's an LSU boy. Okay. LSU boy. Go Tigers. So, go Tigers. So, yeah, I like Sam Burns. I think that guy's a future major winner. I think, I don't know if he's a dominant major winner, but I think he'll win one. You know, I think he's in the in the Jimmy Walker category and that they're going to they're gonna get one. They're just so, good not to. Do you feel confident that, like, Yes, there are players. There's a ton, a ton of talent all over the golf landscape right now. But it's someone that we like somewhat expect, like at the very least somewhat expect because they're like 
just exceptional ball strikers. And that's what it takes to be a Masters winner. Like Danny Willett was an exception. He was the only one that kind of sucks that has ever won it. Everyone else is going to be like a, a real pros pro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I would like to clarify, I don't think Danny Willett won it. I think Jordan Spieth lost it. Okay. So. But Danny Willett did win it, and that, that just sucks for everyone. He, Yeah, he has a green jacket. He does. If Jordan Spieth had not made quadruple bogey on, bogey on 12. Made quad bogey? Yeah. It made oh, that's when he worse. blew up on in 2016. When he, yeah. yeah. On 12. Oh, my God. My dad and I made veal chops that day. It was epic. And we watched Speed just implode. Also, congratulations to Danny Willett. He's a legend. He's a great player. Legend. Like he, immediate legend. Yeah. But it's it's really tough to fully take on the he won it and as opposed to Jordan lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like there might be a little bit of bias toward that. Every time a non-American win, did Power Surge, the Garcia man, Jerry's brother, did he win it? Jerry's brother, a.k.a. Sergio Garcia. That's a What happened guy. there? What, what the heck happened there? That's a really good question. And Sergio and myself, mentally, for me, obviously he's irrelevant for him, have some trouble getting along. And it's really just because him and Tiger had their beef for a long time. He deserved to win a major. Whether it was the Masters or the U.S. Open or whatever it was, it didn't really matter to me. I think I think he's a respectful guy in the game of golf. I think he, he belongs in the echelon of people who have won a Masters. If he didn't win a Masters, oh boy, that man was in trouble. Yeah. It's like Lee Westwood. Yeah. I mean, Sergio's legacy is defined by is that the, Is the next... Oh, well, he's he's done. He's, he could do whatever he wants for the rest of his life, and he's one of Masters, and not only is... Uh, masters and a players. He's a Hall of Fame. Do whatever... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If you were... If you were Lee Westwood... I don't know. Like, what? what is the legacy? Like, what is... Also, who's the next? Because I, I have an idea of who's the next, but I'm curious to hear who your next is of best player and never won a major. Lee Westwood is obviously up there. It's hard to have this conversation without Ricky Fowler. Yeah, thank you. That was mine. Because like it's, it's like he's not good and he's young and like he's got a lot of time, but like, holy shit, why hasn't he won a master uh, major yet? Ricky embodies something that is completely separate from the game of golf which is he embodies style he's just he's a he was the face of the youth of golf yeah my yeah he was like that that like new yeah. form like that that cool guy part of golf yeah my my dad who is very much a, a traditionalist just Loved Ricky Fowler. He would show up in those pink shirts and the white pants. Yeah, and he's the full the orange. Man. It's like I have the orange. It's it's hard not to root for a guy like Ricky. He's a really really good guy. He, I mean, he's won some tournaments. He won the players. He won. He'll never win a majors. He's done. Yeah, twenty yeah. twenty fourteen was his chance. He, yeah, he placed in top five in all four. Rory won two of them, and he was a Ryder Cup participant. 
right? Many yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Fuck. <laughs> like, what the heck happens to that guy? That's a... Uh, it's a disappointment. And it's... To me, it's priorities. I don't think he cares that much. Really? really? Yeah. Like, you legitimately don't think he cares? Enough. Enough, at least. He found a woman that he loves who seems like an awesome person. They got married. Too busy chasing skirts. I don't know him. I don't know him from Adam, but it seems like that's... It seems like he's made the money. He's done his he's job. Good. He he's good. He's, he's, he's content. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, amazing that he's like the next best after Lee Westwood. Because Lee Westwood is like... The moment he wins a major, he's in the Hall of Fame. And yeah. Ricky Fowler is not the same. No, Lee Westwood. But he's consensus the next best after after Westwood. And for the record, both of those guys might make the Hall of Fame. Ricky mm. Fowler is a player's champion. Lee Westwood has been playing on tour for a while. Luke Donald also deserves a um a mention in this conversation. He's a former world number one. Luke Donald never won one? No. Lee Westwood is sick. Yeah. That guy's I, awesome. I don't even know how many top tens he has in a Actually, I think I do. But <laughs> let's see what's your guess. I think it's eleven. All right, let's fact check the man. But it's I'm telling you, he's an encyclopedia. Lee Westwood top tens. Because he's like he's it's like every time you want to be done with him. He's there. He's there. He's still there he's these there. days. Like he's I, there. I if he finished third in the Masters this year, I would not be surprised. And honestly, I don't even know if he qualified for the Masters. He might not even be in the field. But if he showed up randomly on Sunday and he was two shots back. But, like, how has he never won an Open? An Open. And you know what? Tommy Fleetwood is the next one. He really is. He'll win a major. I'm not concerned about that. But I'm concerned about it. The ball He should have won good. one by now. He should have won one by now. Ball striking's too good. It's... It's not an issue for Tommy. He could, he could, he's like what you've been describing about like precision and iron striking and not losing the fairway and hitting fair and hitting greens. That's Tommy Fleetwood to me. Like that is literally Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. The putting's got to be better. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like he's bad at putting. He just, it needs. It's the same with Sam Burns. Better. It's got to be the same with gotta, Sam Burns. Yeah. It's got to be tighter. It's got to be tighter. It's there. He's not a bad putter. Like I'd be shocked if he was outside of the top thirty in the world. But he, you got to have everything. You got to put together for four weeks. Yeah, or four four, four days. days. Excuse me. Four of the hardest days of your life. Harder than any of us ever know. It's it is stress personified. It is miserable those four days. Yeah. So I'm reading right now. Over the last twenty six years. Lee Westwood has competed in 88 major championships and has come painfully close to winning, but has never gotten the job done. Westwood has finished in the top 10 19 times Ooh. and in the top three, nine times. What about top five? And it doesn't say. I don't feel like looking anymore, but it's just, it's, it's, oh my God, this poor guy. And, and I don't know. It's, it's, it's just like, it's getting to that point where it's in the territory of where you don't want to be in in your career. It's where you don't want to be. Yeah, I'm not sure it's getting to the point. I think it's well past it's, that point. It's past that point for him. Yeah. And Fowler's close to it. And 
there's like a lot of players across sports who like have that tag and that you just don't recover from it. But anyway, we're, we're, we're talking about who's in good form. We, we spoke about the Neiman's, the Burns, the Shoffley's. One guy I want to go back to that you mentioned before. Yeah. Was Sung J.M. Who is just overall pure. This guy just hits the ball so well. Yeah. He is such a good golfer. Where's he from? Young. He's from Korea, South Korea. Mm -hmm. This is a future major champion. He has everything you want in a major champion. Hits the ball well. He hits it long. Not overly long, but he's got control. He's got the good approach play. He putts decently well. I think his approach or his round the green is good. And very much respectful of the game of golf. This yeah. is the this is the kind of person you want or you look to to win at Augusta. Yeah. I think he is successful there. I I'm not even looking at his history there, but I I would be shocked if he had not been successful at Augusta. Yeah, he's got a he's got a tied second there. He's he has a tied second? Yeah. Dude, he's going to win it. That's my guy. I have another guy that I want to pick. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Um, tell me about like Zalatoris. He's playing well, and I feel like I've heard a lot of Matt Fitzpatrick, who we talked about as a former amateur champion. Like they're just like these guys that are just so so up and coming, and it's like tough to stop the momentum that they have going forward. I think Zalatoris is a great pick. Yeah. I think he is Hovland too. Like they, they, those guys are just Hovland is different. Okay, I think, talk to me about Zalatoris first. Talk about Zalatoris. So Zalatoris is he seems very in control of his swing. He's a small guy, but hits the ball. He's long. a small dude. He looks yeah. tiny, but he hits the ball long. He and Neiman are just tiny. They are. Yeah, definitely. But they hit the ball well. Hit the ball long, and they're in control. Yeah. I feel like when I watch their swing, it seems like they they know exactly where it's going. Yeah. A guy like Hovland, I'm looking at this, the path of that club, and I have no idea where it's going. Does he have any idea where it's going? With the driver, yeah. With his short irons, I don't So if know. you're a driver guy, if your game is driver... It's not, this isn't your course. This isn't your tournament. This this is like, there there are bigger tournaments out there, longer tournaments out there. And Augusta's not for Victor Hovland. I don't think so. Okay. But I, I, and I agree with that. I mean, I've, I've watched, of course I've watched enough Masters. I've watched a ton of Masters. And I feel like every time it's like, it's it's not like crazy to see guys 10 to 16 under by the end of the round. And what that tells me is that like, you know, it's not the Shinnecocks or the, um, I don't know, what are the other like plus one, minus one courses that have been over the past couple of years? Usually Pebbles in there. Yeah. Oakmont. Right. Oakmont for sure. Yeah. Marion. Yeah. It's, it's not one of those where it's like within like the plus one to minus two winner. It's like, Masters is going to have some pretty low scores. Like it's like some pretty, pretty low guys. And, um, if you're like able to 
was I saying about like Hovland? Like if he's like able to drive the course, it doesn't always reflect a Masters winner. Basically, absolutely. They're not gonna let the person who drives it the best yeah. win the course. Yeah, that's that has so Deshambo, you're gone. You're just you're, you're gone for a number of reasons. Deshambo's <laughs> gone. I don't think yeah. I need to get into that. Yeah, I yeah, I would bet a, a lot of money that Deshambo is not going to win the Masters this year, and then he will never win a Masters. Yeah, it's just it's not the it's not his game. No, it's not his game. It's also not his attitude. Yeah, it's not what I th- when I think of a person who wins the Masters, it's not Bryson Deshambo. Yeah. But going back to Zalatoris and also to who else did you mention? No, Zalatoris and Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. They have some similarities. The little guys. The little guys who have some pepper in those swings. Yeah. They really rip it. Pound for pound, they hit the ball as far as anyone. Yeah. Zalatoris has a I mean, he's only played the Masters once. Second solo. It's hard to argue with that record, but he's only played it once. Joaquin Neiman seems to be in contention every week. Yeah, I just feel like every guy single goddamn week that guy's like a like a little like whirling dervish. I mean, he, you can't get rid of him. He's insane. Very very good player. Yeah, hell of a player. I would like to see how he does in the majors. So the Masters, he's played in twice. Not all too successful. He actually hasn't played any of the majors all that successfully. But he's, I mean, he's progressing. He's probably young too, right? How old is he? He's 23. Yeah. And he's, his his performance doesn't mean anything. Literally a pup. Yeah. Pu- yeah. At what point I would say performance like actually matters when you're like 27. But when you're 23, like you're, you're still finding yourself a little bit. So he's someone that's like young, that's. You know, I was talking about in the other day with the baseball podcast is like you're looking for those like ascending guys that like can come to Thursday, like prepare that like can like show up better than you would expect them to be just because you don't have enough information on them. And they're that talented where there's just the upside is there. Absolutely. And that's I think we have a problem these days with the level of expectations we're putting on guys who are this young. Yeah. Jordan. Oh, because Morikawa fucked it up for everyone. Well, Morikawa and before that was Jordan. Yeah. Jordan won the Masters when he was 21 years old. 21? 21. Such. It's ridiculous. He was born. What year was that? Was that 2015? 15. Okay. He was born like, I think either. He's all right. 11 days after I was born. My God. I remember watching that Masters with my dad being like, oh, this could have been you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks. Appreciate you. Yeah, could yeah. not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And that's like the nerves that you have to have to pull that in. It's just insane. It's it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. It's not let alone like golf talent. Like to be able to to focus like that. And did he have like a defining moment in that Masters? Was he like? In down somewhere, not really. He was just cruising wire. He's wire, wire. Eight yeah. under the first round, then six under. He was at fourteen under after thirty six holes. And that's just like the Masters. You, you don't do that. You just you really. Shouldn't he was do destined that. to win that year. Yeah. He was destined to be a golf great. It's yeah. just like that's what it is. And yeah. and 
right now he's having a tough time and it is what it is. He'll figure it out. He'll yeah. win a PGA, he'll win the career gun slam. I'm not yeah. concerned about it whatsoever. Yeah. So we talked about the top of the class. We talked about some guys that are like up and coming that are playing pretty, pretty uh, strongly right now and are moving up the ranks of who we're, who we're looking for. And just in general, like the, the strikers, the tee to green, the precision, the consistency, the ability to not, you know, to, to bend but not break, I think is a really like good quality of the masters. Give me some fun facts. What are we looking at? What, what, what are some, some fun things that, that come with the masters? Well, some quick things right now for this masters is the changes to the golf course. 11, which has historically been a very, very tough hole, if not the tough hole, toughest hole on the golf course, they lengthened it. They also adjusted the contours of the fairway. So people, these guys, even the long ones, are hitting driver six iron, yeah. which is not something you do at Augusta. Yeah. And there's water front left of the green. It's a really, really tough hole. And it's, you know, it's amen corner. It is very nerve-wracking, especially depending on the day. If you're Sunday with a lead, I, you don't want to play those holes. No. Not at all. 12 seems like an easy hole. It's 155 yards or something like that. You don't, you don't want to play that with a lead. You know what's happened there. Jordan. Oh, I mean, you, who knows what the... I don't even know what he did. If but. you have a lead going into the final day of the Masters and you've seen 2016 speed before, you you just you 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 don't go out that day. You, you just choose not to. Yeah, have yourself a pimento cheese and just yeah, you just have just a chill. Beer yeah, a couple of martinis. Yeah, you join us on the podcast. Basically, you just you choose to podcast about it instead of actually playing. Yeah, Jordan, if you want to join the podcast, please let us know. Jordan, you're if you're out there, would welcome you. It's, it's, it's not a course you, you don't fuck around with it as much as you want to have leads. You don't want to have leads. Like it's, it's tough. It's tough to win at Augusta national. There's a reason why certain people seem to win it a lot. Bubba won it twice. Tiger won it twice. 2012 and 2014. Yeah. And he had the, we're going to talk about the shot shaping. Yeah. I will. That goes along with the the distances. It's your ability to hit sh- hit shots in this specific pin location. Yeah. So out of no matter what, I, it doesn't matter where it you doesn't are. matter where you are. I, there's no rough. There's no rough. That like the them. way I look at like the 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 wood chips that they hit out of, like that doesn't look like the most unappetizing place to hit out of. Like I feel like I could like smoke the ball out of those wood chips. Yeah, you could. Yeah. There's the issue is the the trees, the limbs of the trees and where the pin is. Yeah. It's if you put the ball near the pin, it well, obviously, but your ability to control the ball is is everything. Yeah. And if you cannot control the ball out of the pine the pine chips or the wood chips, which yeah. it's not that bad there. No, it's not bad. It's no. very pleasant. And there's no rough. There's no rough. You can't, you can't spin it like out of the fairway, but it's not like at Oakmont or at Pebble Beach or any, or even 
TPC Sawgrass recently where you just can't stop the ball. It's it sounds awful. <laughs> it sounds awful. It's I would, uh, yeah, I would just get just like uh, stopping the ball. No chance. Yeah, well, Friday at Sawgrass was was it Friday? It was. Uh, it was the Friday. It was the Saturday at Shinnecock. Was just the most ridiculous, just like pure class type of experience yeah. for yeah. Okay, well, it, we don't count that. That's, yeah, that that's was not just golf. Yeah, Friday. It was or not golf. Saturday at Sawgrass this year, where it was golf. Just oh, I mean, that was like that was just like a monsoon. Yeah, it like was an miserable. actual monsoon, miserable. Yeah. So I, uh, uh that's not golf either. I played in that. We we had that weather in Jacksonville a couple of weeks later when I was down there about a week ago. And um yeah, I was hitting out of puddles. And uh for the was, record, seventeen was like hundred and thirty yards, uh-huh. which is maybe a gap wedge for me. Rory McElroy, who is maybe the f- one of the longest players on tour. Yeah, it's just like dude, it's just so in shape. Hit seven iron. Yeah. yeah. So like wait, wait. How many yards? Hundred and like thirty three, maybe hundred thirty yards, seven iron. Yeah, that's pathetic. The guy hits his seven <laughs> iron like maybe one ninety. It was insane. Oh my god, how, how ridiculous that was! All right, so let's talk about Scotty Scheffler real quick. <laughs> okay, like why is what? How did that happen? He's number one in the number one in the world right now. What? What? And how? What a question. Uh, he's like, he seems to be like 18th in the world at every analytic stat. He yeah. just, he does everything decently well and everyone else seems to not be playing great. And he's won a couple tournaments. Like you, what tournament? I, I didn't hear it. He won, he won the waste management. He won Bay Hill there on Palmer. He's literally like a Milford man. He is neither seen nor heard of. And number one in the world, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I. Most casual golf fans, honestly, may never have even heard of Scotty Scheffler. He's, he's, so middle of the road in. He's mid. So many. He's mid. He's mid. Mid. You said middle of the road. He's mid. At Dan Donovan. At Dan Donovan. Very he's mid. S L. Dan A S L. Give me a quick comment at Min Scotty Scheffler. Thank you. Scott, uh, like I, I, I would never once consider him like a threat to win this. You have to be like a threat, like a legitimate threat to win this thing. And the name Scotty Scheffler just doesn't do it for me. And the well, fact that wh- where is he in odds right now? He's especially second in odds at plus twelve hundred. I don't see it, especially if he's not winning. When you're in the lead and you're trying to deal with people behind you, the pressure comes from names, you know? So if you're Scotty Scheffler, two shots up yeah. with and JT DJ, you, yeah. or DJ, or yeah. Iger, or Rory, like, that's something else. You're fucked. Like, Scotty <laughs> Scheffler, you're absolutely that's, fucked. That's not something. <laughs> yeah. No, to me, I don't, I, I, I don't know, but it, it's like Rocco mediate. Yeah. Yeah. Was that guy ever going to be tiger? He was never going to be tiger. Literally never. Tiger was on one leg and Rocco and it just wasn't even. It was adorable. It was really adorable. He took him to a playoff. Dude. It was great. I feel, I still feel the pain 
Do you remember that moment when he was, when he watched him? Yeah. Go for it. When he like saw him sink that putt and he's like, we're going to the playoff. Tiger on 18? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, also the, the Saturday round was even better where Tiger, um, he did that chip in on, it was either 16 or 17, where Tiger mishit the chip. Okay. And it ended up going in. Like the best chip of all time? Like that that classic moment where it did that last no, Nike roll? That was 2005. was the year Augusta. before. It, no, that was. Yeah, it was 2005 Augusta. That was Christ 07. No, 2005. Mediate was 07? Mediate was 08. 08, okay. 2005 Augusta, that was Chris DeMarco he went into a playoff with. Okay. 2008 at Torrey Pines, he hit that chip right on the edge of the bunker. I think he mishit it. Yeah. It rolled, it like hit the flag stick and rolled down it in the hole. He, so he eagled, I don't know, maybe he birdied that one. He eagled another one earlier. Yeah. Which was like a 105 foot putt, I think. And then he eagled 18. And then the following day, Sunday, he birdied 18 to force the over uh, the playoffs. So think about these guys that he's going against, the mediates, the whatever you just said. Like, do you think the competition's way better now? Because I do. Like, is that crazy of me to think that, like, or is that just naive? Is is Tiger is it all relative? And Tiger was just that much better than everyone else when he was in his prime. He was just like, like if, if, if it would be like the equivalent of Kepka who's an incredible pro going up against him now, but Tiger was just that much better in 2005 to 2009. Like, you know, what, what, what is the competitive landscape like right now? It's obvious. It's very hard to tell. Impossible. I think that prime Tiger Woods destroys any of these guys right now. Oh, of course. That's not quite the answer to the question. I think the competition right now is much better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that a guy like Rocco Mediate day in, day out will beat Justin Thomas or beat Dustin. Rocco Mediate? Yeah. I mean, he... That poor guy. Good player. He had a good career. He honestly might be a Hall of Famer, Rocco. No. No. The the Golf Hall of Fame is sort of weird. But... There is he's, he's he's very very much in the Hall of Fame. Is he? Yeah. He's had a, he had a great career. He, you know, he played well. That was a very very. He's known for losing the Masters. Hey, it's not his fault. Like he got what year in the Masters? Pigeonholed against the best golfer in the history of the world. What year did he lose the Masters? I'm going to see if I can see who he lost to. Oh, it was Tiger? No, that was the U.S. Open. That wasn't the Masters? No, 2008, Torrey Pines, U.S. Open. So in 2006. 2006 Masters was... Let's see if you get it. (sighs) Mike Weir? It is... No. Someone you should... It's very near and dear to your heart. Near and dear to my heart. Maybe not your heart, but very much every American's heart. He was the Lee Westwood of... Oh, Phil. Yeah, yes, yeah. Phil. I was there in 2010 when he won his, I think, his second. So, so he won for the first... How old is that guy if he was like the Lee Westwood? Whatever. 
He's he, he's in his fifties. I think he's fifty two now. So what, in two thousand six, was this like a big deal that he hadn't won a masters yet or hasn't won a majors yet? Like massive. The, yeah. That was the It best, was, right? I remember like my dad golfer. telling me about that. But why? Like he he must have been pretty young. I mean, he's what, fifty five now? He was in his thirties at that point. Yeah. So what? That's you know I guess thirties pretty old. Rory won his first major at twenty one, same with Jordan, same with yeah. Colin. Yeah. That's yeah. Tiger won his in 97. I think he was 21. Yeah. I mean, we have a fun fact about Tiger in his 97 if we want to get to that part. What was it? So for all of our listeners out there who are trying to... How do I put this? Who are trying to relate to uh, to the pro golfers... Tiger Woods won the 1997 Masters, his first major, by eight shots. Unbelievable. He was 21 years old. Yeah. His front nine on the first round on Thursday. So the first nine he played, he shot a 40. (laughs) So for any of you who have ever shot with a four as one of your nines, you're not in bad company. Yeah. Like Tiger Woods has shot that and won a major. Not only has he done that, he won his first major by eight strokes. By eight yeah. strokes. Yeah. He, you can play some. That's like within the realm of what I could shoot on my best day on a nine. Yeah. I've yeah. shot better than 40 yeah. many times. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. It's, it's touchable for yeah. me. I, I think most people who are consistent golfers, it is maybe 40s tough, but you can shoot 42. You can shoot 43. Like, it's yeah. not that far off. Obviously, don't factor in Augusta National and the Masters when you're 21. But Tiger Woods, one of the most dominant performances ever, most defining golf performance probably ever. Yeah. Shot 40 on his front nine in the first round. Epic. Yeah, right? How, like... You think you just like went into that that second nine and then went to sleep at night thinking like ah, that was I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, I think on ten yeah. T he thought all right. I don't. Yeah, I don't like, like, I, I, yeah, I just I hit fucking There's hate everyone. <laughs> just like shut, shut yeah. the hell up. There's a different sort of intensity when it comes to Tiger Woods. He, yeah. he you don't want to be dealing with him. So we know who we're looking for. We know who can win it, kind of. We're still learning to find out who who can win it. To me, I need to wrap up with some respect for Augusta, and then we're talking winner. Oh, also the handsome thing. We we do need to talk handsomeness, but uh, yeah, Zig, talk to me about like just you know like general like who are you ruling out because they're just kind of a jackass? Is it just Bryson? Because I'm on board with that. It's not just Bryson. He's top of the list for sure. For sure. Uh, I think Brooks Kepka. Yeah. He's not you just, Masters. No chance. We're, we're rolling him out. Uh, we're all... Uh, there aren't too many. <laughs> I want to say Reed, but he's 1-1. One, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have been a choice. Yeah. I think... Well, it's his home course. He grew up in a backyard. It's if, not fair. if he did not play at Augusta State, yeah. Yeah. I think Kevin Kisner is one of them. I think he's just... Talk to me about Cameron Champ. 
Cameron he, Champ. Okay. Can he win it? No. Why not? Guys, such. He hits the ball a mile, but you really don't know where it's going. Uh, I honestly don't even know if he qualified this year. Is he? he is he's on, he's he's listed. What about Siwoo? I love Siwoo Kim. Love Siwoo. Love Siwoo Kim. Yeah, I think that also. What about like the older guys, like the guys that you forget about, like Justin Rose? Listen, back to back to back are Justin Rose, Sergio Garcia, Bubba Watson. Why, like, why can't a guy like one of those three win it? Justin Rose's game seems to be all over the place right now. I, I don't think he former number one in the world. Former number one in the world for sure. He is a sh- surefire Hall of Famer. He's won, I think, two majors now. I think you wanted Marion. And well, the- he hit the he hit the driver off the rough on eighteen. Where was that? Or he hit a three wood off the rough and uh, like right around the green. Um, two thousand thirteen, maybe. I think two thousand thirteen. He wanted Marion. Sounds so right. Is that? But anyway, so I don't think Bubba's game's in form, and Sergio. Yeah, he won the U.S. Open. Just Rose won the U.S. Open two thousand thirteen. I'm Marianne? telling you, yeah. Uh, you don't remember when he hit the he hit it off the? I do. That sounds yeah familiar. It was like yeah. very controversial. Of course, like just he could have like four putted with this three wood and it would have been fine and it wasn't a big deal. But you know, that's that's uh, what these guys do. And I think he, what Justin has, it's not more than those guys, but I think Justin is Justin Rose. That is is a very very respectful guy. He he loves the game of golf as much as anyone. He is he seems to be a very very good big person. Morgan Stanley guy. Yeah, big Morgan, big Stanley, Morgan guy. Stanley guy. He seems to he's played well at Augusta. He was in the final grouping with with Jordan Spieth in 2015. Okay, he which he wasn't going to win. Yeah, no chance unless Jordan really blew up, which now we know is possible. But then he wasn't. Yeah. He what about Us Husen? He plays well at Augusta. Yeah, he loves Louis, Augusta. Well, Louis is a ball striker. Yeah, he always has been. He he was close at the Open in twenty twenty one to Colin Morikawa, uh-huh. which was a really fun Open to watch. Those guys, as good as a ball striker as Louis is, he's got a very sweet swing. Yeah, the South Africans all seem to have really good swings. So pure. Him, Ernie, but Justin, excuse me, Colin, that seems like a really painful guy to go up against yeah. on a Sunday at a major. Oh, like, he just does not hit a shot that's out of line. He seems to hit everything within 20 feet. It's like you're golfers in general are respectful people. They don't want to root against people. But when you're going against someone in a major, you sort of like, oh, I wish he hits a shank. Yeah. Colin doesn't do That's that. a good question. You think like people like wish like actively like I would just love to see him just shank this. No. You know, I I think I don't think they care about anything besides themselves. Wish they shouldn't. I think the top guys yeah. I yeah. don't think they care about anything. Yeah. I think there are some. I And I think it aligns pretty well with the guys who are Talk to me about Daniel Berger. I love this guy. I don't know why I love him. I think Daniel Berger has a lot of game. I do. I think he's got talent. I think he's got drive. I think he's competitive. My problem with Daniel is he seems to 
not quite conform to the standards of being a a top golfer. You know, we saw recently. Wait, what do you mean by that? Recently, when he was at Sawgrass, the players he had that issue with Hovland and who was the other one in that group with where the ball went out of bounds or went into the the lake. Yeah. He just seemed to blow up for no reason. Oh, uh, yeah. And then he had one the next week. He seems to always be in that sort of stuff. That's not a master's guy that we're looking for. We're looking for the more honorable, more... Uh, I think so. Listen, that's not something that defines how good of a player you are. He's a he's an absurdly talented we're, player. We're talking masters here. Absurdly talented player. I would be relatively surprised if he didn't win a major. But... I don't think this year is his year to win the major, okay. Matt, the Masters. The last one I wanted to ask you about before we get into who's the most handsome is Corey Connors. Because that guy is on fire recently. Yeah, Corey Connors. Every time I look at this, the leaderboard, he's up there. Yeah, literally every time. Every time I look at the leaderboard, he's up there. He He does everything well. It's hard not to root for Corey Connors, too. He's not overly long. He's not a big guy. He's Canadian. He's soft-spoken. He is right. a very, very likable guy. Yeah. And I feel like he plays Augusta pretty well. Um, if we look quickly. We're going, we're going to our uh, our stats, guys. Our, uh... Yeah. Tell me how, how Corey Connors has played Augusta. I feel like he was on the top of the leaderboard last year. Close to it. And, uh, yeah, tied for eighth. Yeah. He's top 10 at Augusta. That's a guy who should play well. Okay. I think he'll play well. I think he will. He's a long shot guy, though. Like, So tell me. We've talked about what we're looking for. We know we need ball strikers. What we've learned from previous Masters, who can do it again? Who's in good form? We talked about guys that are playing well right now. Respect for Augusta. You got to get like an actual pro's pro. You want to touch on handsome guys real quick, or yeah, we can touch on handsome. yeah. Let's let's talk about handsome let's guys. Talk about handsome. I mean, they're all so handsome. It's crazy. Literally the hottest guys ever. All right, so we talked about handsome guys. So <laughs> <laughs> golf handsome guys, most handsome guys ever. Should we talk about guys who are not handsome? I don't know any of them. John Rom. Yeah, he's not handsome. Yeah, he's kind Scheffler's of look- not handsome. I I literally don't know what Scotty Scheffler looks like. Uh, I'm looking at the list right now. These guys are you. so hot. They're all handsome. Yeah, I got to scroll even... down so far. Ususin, like, yeah, he's got the gap, but he's cute. South African. Like, yeah, he's cute. I guess for. what yes, Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick is 12 years old, so I he's can't comment. not handsome. <laughs> I can't comment on on him because he's 12. Um, and that's, that's about it. That's all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me. Who are you looking at? Who who do you like? My number one pick, and I I I think it's probably a very common pick right now, is Cameron Smith. Yeah, because the players like that has to carry over. Like that, like how much does carrying over makes it? Like, what does that do? Carrying over. I think a lot. I think confidence is huge. He is the most recent winner of. A big tournament. The tournament before that. Is- so let me ask you this. Yeah. It's the first time winning a big tournament. 
right? That's his biggest win by far in his entire life. How much is it like, oh my God, I won a tournament. You know, that's like, I won the players. Like that's, how how hard is it to get your mind right to just rally back within a month and play for the Masters? I think for a lot of people, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. I think for a guy like Cameron Smith, who is in contention year in, year out, it's another, just another day. I think he is a very, very good player. I think he played four good days at Sawgrass. Oh, it's just clean. One clean as players. hell, yeah. dude. So Cameron Smith, so we'll go get into our fun facts. Yeah. In 2020, so Dustin Johnson won the Masters. Cameron Smith did something that no one has ever done at Augusta National for a Masters. He shot four rounds in the 60s. No one has ever done that in the history of the Masters. And he didn't win it? He didn't win it. Dustin played a couple of really, really great rounds, and he ended up on top. You got to take advantage of, you know. Listen, that happens. You can't do anything against guys who shoot 64 and 65. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. No one, and that's a thing. No one has ever shot four rounds in the 60s at Augusta until Cameron Smith did it two years ago. Sick. That means something to me. Yeah. I think he is... A very, very good player. I think he has everything you want. He doesn't hit the ball long. His his metrics off the tee are not good. Yeah. That, well, we talked about how important it is to hit the ball long, which is not the most important thing to do in the Masters. Can he hit the ball straight? Yes. He can absolutely hit the ball straight. And more importantly, his shots to the green are great. He's a top 10 player. In his approach, I think he may be number one in putting. He is a very, very solid player. Number one in putting is like, I will just bet on that guy any day of the week. Well, let's look at who it is. It's Terrell Hatton, who is... Canadian? No, no, no. Terrell Hatton is is British. Uh, Brian Gay, who may not even have qualified, and Cameron Smith is number three. Yeah. It's It's a player who can do everything. He he seems to have it. He does not get phased. He can hit the ball. He can are, do like, everything. I don't. How often has a player won the players and then just followed it up with a Masters win? I'm not sure if it's ever happened. Yeah, it may never have happened. It may never have happened. And that's what that's what concerns me. And that's why. I feel like the perfect guy to look for is the guy that's like played well at the players, has been playing well recently, but hasn't won anything and is just ready to win something right now. That's why my boy Xander just speaking to me. Xander's a good pick. Or Hovland. My problem with Hovland is... Hovland is there. He's as good as anyone. He gets a little bit of the uh, the yips when he's yips. Which pull, is not what you need. Pull the trigger, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He. Pull the trigger, Kevin. You got to be fully confident in every shot you're you're lining up to. You're telling me. So you're telling me. Victor Hovland's going to line up for a shot and not feel confident. Yeah. that That's not even I'm telling you. He's yeah. telling you. Okay. 
That's in a quote. Uh, so the only he said that. Yeah, he said he's unironically. A couple of years ago, yeah, he's better now, but he did say that. Definitely. There's only been one person to ever win the players and the Masters in the same year. Who's that? I'll give you one guess. Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Such. 2001. And it was the better than most putt. It was. It's Tiger. It's it's. 2001 Tiger. What's the, the Vern Lundquist quote? Have you ever seen anything like it? Or does it get any better? <laughs> does it get any better than this? The answer is no. 2000-2001 Tiger has not been matched in sports you, ever. You just can't do that. Yeah. It, it It's never been matched. He won... What did he win? He won the uh, US Open and then... Uh, and then the PGA. Wait, let's okay. Let's see what he won. I know this, but I want to get it right. So he won the U.S. Open. Then the and so in two thousand, he won the U.S. Open at Pebble. Yeah, he won the Open at. Take one guess. U.S. Open in what year? No, the U.S. Open was at Pebble. The Open Championship two thousand. St. Andrews. Yep. And then the PGA Championship was yeah you probably Belly Asney what's it called what was the what's the uh, old Irish course called no the PGA no no but the 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 Irish the like the Irish course well, there's a bunch of them are you talking about Royal County Down no it's like the oldest Irish course called oof Bally Bunyan Bally yeah I don't that's yeah. not a major golf course though <laughs> so should he, be well he won the PGA at uh, Valhalla in 2000 and then he won the Masters in 2001 so he won four straight majors I, and he won them the US Open at Pebble Beach was won by 10 shots <laughs> alright real quick talk to me about Mark Howe why isn't he going to win it? Because I, I just, like, I, 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 I just. So the ISA says, it's Morikawa. Precision. Consistency. Ball striking. Greens. I don't have a good answer. Why isn't he yeah. going to win it? He might yeah. win it. He, yeah. He's honestly a very good pick for it. Yeah. My reason why is that the putting isn't quite there. He... He's the best ball striker on the planet. I, for, on the planet, by for, far. For me. Iron guy. He's Mr. Iron. Uh, He's Jerry Irons. Yeah. For Jeremy me, Irons. Yeah, Jeremy Irons. Oh, for me, he hits a six iron better than most players hit their pitching wedge. He just, the guy is automatic. You can see it when he played at Harding Park for the PGA, played in the Open Championship. The, he did, just doesn't miss. It doesn't. Augusta, you need to be dialed with. Those he's putting. dialed. He's dialed. He's, well, dialed. he's dialed with those irons. With his putting, yeah. I don't know. All right, Morikawa is plus two thousand. Twenty to one, baby. That's what we like. It's not someone. Cam Smith is fourteen I to be one. Shocked. Cam Smith is my pick. I think Cam Smith will win the Masters this year. Yeah, I would love that too. He deserves it. Yeah, I. Yeah. It, he's a future major winner. I, he, I mean, he basically is with the players. 
But are there any uh, golfer props like the uh, player X to make a hole? And <laughs> is ridiculous. They all have the same odds to break the course record. Hey, you can bet on Tiger Woods to break the course record at plus sixty five hundred. The worst odds ever. That's a terrible bet. Literally, would never, never, ever recommend that. Player winning margin. You can bet on Tiger Woods to win by two or more plus shots at plus sixty five hundred. I don't just bet him to win. It's garbage. DraftKings, it was plus what? DraftKings, you suck. <laughs> I bet him to win at plus seven thousand. So, yeah, you're getting like minus. I don't five hundred worth of odds. You want some advice? Don't bet on Tiger. Just don't bet on sports. If you want to terrible, do, terrible dude, if just you don't do have it. Fun, bet on Tiger. Yeah, if you want to have He's fun, like, it's re- if you want to really have fun, bet on Cam Smith and Colin Morikawa, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, but those are Cam Smith is what the fourth favorite. Yeah, he's the fourth. I I can't see him not playing well. I think he's going to play very, very well. Yeah, because uh, he's a freaking stud. I can see Colin not playing well though. I definitely could. I could see Rory getting cut. To be honest, I don't know if that's a. Yeah, we just talk golf for so long. I just want to talk. We have so much content of golf to cover. Yeah. If Danielle and her friends weren't coming home like in a minute from now, I, I would just we have hours worth. To you talk about some other stuff. Yeah, I'll talk about some other stuff. We're gonna talk about <sighs> baseball. Yeah, I would love to talk baseball. Let's go for it. The Yankees rotation sucks. Uh, it's not great. It's not great at all. And also, I'm souring on the Mets. Yeah. I was never hot on the Mets. I'm going to be honest with you. It's it's not it's not a championship team. My it's similar to the Yankees. They're very very similar right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume you're the same way that I am with the yeah. Yankees. It's like they're. Uh, it's the same thing we talked about with Jake. Shout out Hodge. We did a quick spin on our off seasons as he's done for five years straight. I. The team is better than it was last year and it won 92 games. Right. It's, it is it is significantly better. But at the same time, like, that Yankee team is not as good as a lot of the, the rest of the American League. It's not. I think it's worse than the Blue Jays. It's worse than the Blue Jays. I don't, I'm not sure there's any other team in the AL that's better than they are. The, what about in the division? I think they're better than the Red Sox. Pitching's better than the Red Sox, but not by much, but it's better. I think the Braves regress. I think they do too, but I've been saying that for years, and they never do. They literally at me every single time. Snow is out for most he's of out. the year. He's out. He's done. He's done. He's not even pitching as far as I he's not? Yeah. Boz, I think, is it's probably McClanahan, done. who's like the new, the, the new guy. That's like who they, they love now. They'll find and, four and guys. And Shane Baez, too. They're, you know, they're going to find it. They find it every single time. So, yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, as most people who are listening probably know. And I have more confidence in the team than most. I think it was the worst performance they could possibly have last year, and they won 92 games. Yeah. They have a better shortstop. They have a better third baseman. They have a better catcher. Full season of Gallo, full season of Rizzo. Could the team Gallo and Rizzo are going to make 
Like that, that is it. That's it for the Yankees. That is literally it for the Yankees. And it's time we, we just put this out. Cause those Luke two guys Floyd are is, not a good baseball player. I mean, he's on the Padres now. And I love that fit for the Padres. Do you think he's good? Yeah. Like him? Uh, I think he's like, if he was my pinch hitter or. Yeah, he's a bench games. player. He's a bench if player. He's, he's a bench he's player. Your, he's a bench player. Yeah. If he's your spark plug on the he's, offense. He's my spark plug. Yeah. And but if he is your guy. No, it's terrible. That's it's terrible. Bad. It's literally terrible. It's, it's not the New York Yankees. That's like pathetic if the Yankees are throwing out Luke Voigt every Voigt. They yeah. traded Giovanni literally, Gallegos for yeah, him. Yeah. Come on. And uh, I like this catcher that they traded for. Today? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's Trevino. Trevino. Yeah. I, I don't know much about him from the Rangers, I think, right? Yeah, but like Higgy Rodfeld's a stud. Tell me about Higgy. Just, just Higgy. He's good. He's not an everyday player, and that's why the trade for Trevino is perfect. It, it wasn't like it was like this glaring hole, where it was like we literally don't have a player, but it was like we need someone to come in and yeah, assume. like that is like what I mean. I ha- I have. The full explanation for Higgy, if you want it really quick. Tell me about Higgy. The Yankees are going full defense with Higgy. They don't care about... Is he that good? He's Yeah, he's good. Is he that good? No, but like... I feel like Elgar had a better arm. Yeah, but he's the worst defensive catcher yeah. ever other than that. Like... The, Higashioka. How many good... The home run stroker, yeah. Turns into the, the home run stroker. How many good... Offensive catchers are there. There's McCann and then no, McCann's Muto. terrible. McCann's not good. It's just okay. literally just so Real Muto. and Paris, Salvador Paris. Yeah, but he's going to suck this year. Yeah, but he's sure. better than James McCann. <laughs> and Yasmon. I guarantee you. Yasmon is. Yasmon is in that. Yeah. Sal Paris is going to have a bad year. Yeah, of course he is. Which, by the way, how do you pitch that lineup? It's literally Wit, who's very, very sash. They and. They need to try. All you need to do is keep Adalberto off the diamond and like you just sell is garbage. Yeah. That, Sal's going to regress. Going to regress. It's if impossible not to. Ove, your bet was, what was it? 34? 34 and a half. If Literally. he has 20 home runs, I would be shocked. 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 Yeah, that's not happening. Shocked. He's not, he's not that good. When it comes to Dom Smith, he's not getting traded. And I love him so much. I think we should stay away from the Mets because this is just not going to Yeah, it's going to get emotional. It's going to get very emotional. Should we go football? Should we go football? Yeah, we can do it. I'll go football. We got Jets and Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, and he's got picks 15, 16, and 19 for now at least. And I am certain that when I told you guys to bet on Kayvon Thibodeau under five and a half, it's a lock and it's becoming more and more in a lock. You think so? Who's taking him? The Jets? The Jets. Before? <laughs> the Jets. They should. They're not passing on him ever. My problem is I think the Jets are too stupid to take him. Mm. If you told me that three years ago or two years ago, yes, I would agree. No chance now. Joe D. He's an Eagle guy. He's a Philly guy. Yeah, I, I also think Harry Roseman is a moron. Sometimes. Well, Harry Roseman's worse than Joe Douglas. That's who we learned from. 
Harry Roseman drafted Jalen Rieger over Je- Justin Jefferson. And that has literally turned into maybe the single worst bit of general managing in NFL recent history. It's the worst pick I've ever seen. Ever. Like, if you if you strike out on a number one or number two or three pick, like, it's not really your fault. It's a bad pick, but it's Dude, also the process. The league fault. was begging for... It wasn't even a thing. Like, they were taking... They were taking Jefferson at 22. I celebrated. I jumped up and yeah. started screaming. I was so happy. I drank a martini. For the for the Eagles taking Jefferson? Yeah. <laughs> I was ready. Because it was a terrible COVID night. The COVID draft was garbage. It's literally horrible. I made so much money off of it with Andrew Thomas going <laughs> like third overall to the Giants. But And, and then also, uh, what's his name? The uh, Ruggs. Ruggs went the first receiver. And I, I like made so much money off that that I was like in. You took rugs first receiver. First receiver off the board. Wow. Yeah, one of my best bets ever. And then also, also, uh, who was the big uh, nose tackle to the Panthers for no reason at all? Were they in love with him? Um, uh, Derek, uh, what's his name? Out of Auburn. Yeah, Derek Brown. Derek Brown. Yeah, he was like plus six hundred to go. No, he's garbage. He's literally terrible. He hasn't made at all of an impact. And uh, yeah, he was like plus 600 to go to the Panthers specifically. And it was easy money because they're just garbage franchise. They're going to take a defensive lineman just like the Jets would take Quinn and Williams and the Jets would take every other defensive lineman they've ever taken. You just don't take interior defensive linemen. Yeah, it's, it's not value pick. All right, but you did your mock draft pod. Right now, it's been, what, maybe two weeks since then? Yeah. 4-10 for the Jets. Since then, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. And yeah, we've we've had movement. It's movement. And also, Bobby Wagner's to the... Wag squads? Yeah, Wag squads is to the Rams, which is... Anyone who ever tells me that the Jets can't handle... Explain to me the salary cap. It doesn't exist. It's it's fake, right? It doesn't exist. It's fake give news. Me, give me four and ten from the Jets. What positions? Do I'm you? doing. It's it's fake. It's fake news. Fake news. Yeah, doesn't happen. For those who couldn't see, he was giving me a quick little Trump. Trump little. You are fake news. You four and ten. Yeah. Who do get you her like? out of here? Who do you like for the Jets? And I'll give you fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen. It's gonna be Kayvon Thibodeau. And it's gonna be Garrett Wilson. You think so? And they're gonna walk our game. You think so? Wow. Yeah. And who's winning that division? The Bills? Yeah. They're the best team in the AFC because Josh Allen is incredible. What are your thoughts on Devontae Parker? Why would I care about that? Because he's half decent and the Patriots. Literally, why would doing? I care about Devontae Parker? Because he's on the Patriots. He was on the Dolphins. Yeah, but the Dolphins suck. Garbage. The Patriots are always good. Uh, listen. I like Zach Wilson. You know that. I don't think you like Zach Wilson. I, yes, I do. Are you a big Zach Wilson guy? Because Bag hates him. Bag and I don't agree on anything <laughs> when it comes to football. Yeah, but Bag's like a QB guy. No, he's not. <laughs> he is. He called out Darnold being terrible out of nowhere. And everyone okay. else. Everyone called out Darnold being terrible. He was because he was terrible. Yeah. But uh, no, Bag had it first. 
bag editors. You guys will get to learn bag. I told you that Donald was bad at decision making, which is the only thing you need in the NFL. Yeah. So, so you want. All right. So g- just give me a position instead of individual player. D end receiver, four and ten. And then they're going to trade back into the first round and they're going to get Tyler. You get 34 as well? 35 and 38. 35. And you're going to package those two for what? Tyler and about. At where? 25. For Linda Brown. Okay. Yeah. I, think that, I think that's okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. You don't have a center? No. No. That's a good pick. Yeah. I think if I'm the Eagles, I think, can I go to Philly for a yeah, minute? Yeah, go to Philly. I think that you need another weapon. What I think with Philly, when you hear my honest opinion with Philly, they're not drafting three guys in the first round. It, yeah. They're I, trading. In all of the mocks that... They're, they're trading up, they're, they're trading, trading down, they're not. They're not. They're trading something. Like they're trading something. There's no way they were at 15, 16, and 19 and they're picking those three. No. That'd be ridiculous. Ridiculous. It'd be if absurd. They it, if they do it... Three guys? In a bad draft? In a bad draft. Like, no offense to these guys. Sounds horrible. Great draft. It literally sounds horrible. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, I think they need another weapon. I think a receiver is good. I think, I don't think they need offensive line help. Defensive line help would be nice. I think if. It's a linebacker. It's Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean. If it, I think if he's there. Take it's Nicobe Dean. Dean. Or a cornerback. I think if McDuffie's there, take him. I think if Stingley's there, you take yeah, him. It's those guys. It's one of those guys. I think you need someone opposite Slade. The defense needs so much. They do. I, I think, I also think their defensive front can compete this year. Because it's, it's the Eagles. And they want to Super Bowl off the defensive front. Yeah. And they're all, I mean, I think they have the best offensive line in football. And I think they were... The best offensive line of football. Yeah. Why? I think Mylotta is a top three left tackle. He's incredible. Uh, I have an Andre Dillard. Yeah, he's a backup, and he's not awful. You got Lane Johnson on the right side. You have... So they got to replace Brandon Brooks, who retired. I think uh, Isaac Somalo will will... Take over that spot. Landon Dickerson will Landon play Dickerson, very such. left guard. And Kelsey is good. It's not bad. It's a, it's a very good offensive. They got to do something. They gotta, I don't think there are very, I don't think there are a lot of good offensive lines in football. No. They're all terrible. That's why I think Philly's good. Like Cowboys terrible. Yeah. It's literally just the Jets and the Lions that are good at offensive line. Uh, you hope the Jets are good. No, they're they're. That's the only thing I'm. Is Becton good or no? No, no. I'm not even counting him. It's literally just Elijah Vera Tucker, and I like AVT a lot. Or EVT, AVT, AVT, AVT. And he's a good good football player. Yeah, yeah. And uh, George Fant's really good. Fant's and, good player. Uh, we recently realized that you could turn Elijah Moore into Hakeem Elijah Moore, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> Hakeem Elijah Moore. I like that. I'd get an Elijah Moore, uh, Hakeem Elijah Moore jersey. The Jets love Elijahs. They really do. Like Elijahs are, are mm-hmm. just like that's who the Jets want. 
And, uh, yeah. I mean, we, we can keep talking forever. If we want to go to another sports, we can do it. Or we can. Can you pour me another martini? <laughs> I would love to. All right. I don't know where they are. We're wrapping this thing up. The girls are home. We're getting bombarded right now. Any other final questions or comments? We like Cam Smith. Cam Smith is my pick for the Masters. We like more cow. Yeah, I will honestly. If you bet him in every major from now until 2026, I guarantee you you'll make Stay it. away from Hovland. You don't want the pure power, guys. You want the more cows. Don't bet on John Rom, please. Don't bet on John Rom. Do whatever you can to not. And Scotty Shuffle, you can't take that man seriously. Can't do it. This is the ITS Podcast. Peace. This is the ITS. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the grid. I am to diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Bets. It's the ITest. Yeah, we'll play a little Monday morning QB. Who we picking for tonight? You'll just have to wait and see. We got the covers over unders and the fumblers and runners. All you need is right here. The eye test is where the fist is. The eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the grid. I am too diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Bets. It's the eye test. This is the eye test. You know we better than the rest. We keep it real. We never lying from the grid. I am too diamond talking Mets, Jets, and Bets. It's the eye test.